This is... It's my show. But not my show. What's up, Overcomer? Yeah, 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 yeah. World changer out there. Yeah, this is our show. Very, very interesting show with myself and my man, John. Speaking about the word of God, we talk about things that matter. This is your home. This is a place to be. This is my show, but not my show. That's where you find us. How are you doing, man? No, I'm doing excellent today. Yeah? No, we, we had a good day. Mm -hmm. uh, last good week, actually. Uh, despite the whole Corona thing. What do you actually think about the Corona? What are your thoughts? <laughs> Biblically as well. Like, end times. What do you think? Like, we're just chatting now. Yeah. Um, I never put so much in it. Thought into it. Um, I think... <laughs> I think it's, go it's something that's here. But will soon go. I mean, obviously, if you 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 look back in history, even like growing up, there were diseases that would just show up without anyone expecting. But you know, such things they 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 come and they go. You see what I'm saying? And one of the things I can say is that obviously, please make sure that when it goes away it doesn't go with you because mm. that's where the problem is and uh which means whatever that as people we need to do we, we don't have to be ignorant you see what i'm saying if it's something that's dangerous and there are certain procedures that you need to follow so don't be like uh, me i'm just like south african kind of tough <laughs> you see what i'm saying yeah. so it's just following the procedures and you know until that thing goes you see what i'm saying and um not saying it's like being naive but it, it, it's personal for me as a christian it's nothing to say god is real to you to what extent? You see what I'm saying? Will he protect you with whatever the virus is? And I don't, I don't actually have so much like uh, information about the virus. I know what I hear is that it, it all started in China, whatever virus they were creating and all that. You see what I'm saying? And they couldn't control it, so it, it came out. And but for me is that you know if you are here for a purpose there's normally this statement that they will quote to say you know when when your purpose here on earth is not done you are immortal it doesn't matter what happens you 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 remain and i'm not saying that to say people now should just live the way they they live they should be careless with their lives and um just go for coronavirus. I'm basing this thing in terms of fear. Because, you know, there's so much fear that people, they, they're carrying within themselves, you know. Um, but that's, the, that's what the enemy wants. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fear, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very, very bad thing. It is a poison mm. to our faith, to our relationship with God. Yeah. And... Um, it's just one thing that makes us lose focus in terms of life. Uh, it's one thing that makes us, you know, we, we started the year, we had all these plans, either in ministry, 
for your family, for yourself, for your studies. But now the moment, you know, this thing comes in, it's so easy to, to really, you know, lose uh, a faith, to, to lose focus. Uh, what happened is that your world comes to an end. You see what I'm saying? And, but according to God, that's not how things are supposed to be. And somehow, somewhere, is that if we really don't live according to the word of God, we will experience such things. We, we will have such things, you know, coming around all that. If I'm not mistaken, there was, a, there was a time in history. So it was like, you know, the 80s, 1000 uh, AD. Uh, but what happened was that I think it was the time of the Middle Age. There was a bad plague at that time. And I don't think, to be honest, that has, there has ever been another plague like that one. You see what I'm saying? But, you know, these things, they, they used to happen. Even, like, after Jesus in Rome, when Rome got hit by a plague and Christians started going in to save people. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yes, people, people die, stuff happens. But, you know, some of things, I mean, growing up, we, we started having, I grew up in Eastern Cape, so those are, like, uh, rural areas. And what would happen, we started having saws coming out and all that. But, you know, they come and they go. They go, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just that thing to say, obviously, it's like, you know, that heat moment. That's where we are. But the, the most important thing, like the Lord, he says, you know, when you are in the river, I am with you. You won't drown. When you are in the, in the fire, I am with you. You won't burn. I am the Lord your God. I'm holding your hands. So don't be afraid for I am here to help you. You see what I'm saying? And most of the times, biblical, these things normally happen when uh, people are disobedient. You see what I'm saying? We actually see different plagues that hit Egypt. And you also, when the Israelites were in the desert, and what happened there was that when they rebel against God, uh, uh, they were beaten by snakes, stuff like that. And But when they repented, when Moses interceded for them, what happened was that they were able to to get healed. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that, you know, Jesus himself, if you look at Jesus himself, Jesus healed the sick. And that's actually our model to say, you know what, our faith has to be there. And it's either you trust God or you don't trust God. And just to encourage people to say, you know, it's something that we, we, will, um, that will come and go. And I know specifically at our church, we have been basing the whole thing like on Psalms 91, where David says, you know, um, 10,000 on my right side or on my left side may fall, but it shall not come near me. Mm. And that's what happens when you have uh, a God's protection over your life. You see, it, it's just the matter of faith. But at the same time, you know, it, it's like sometimes we can be... Sometimes, like, we have this blind faith in a way because if I put two things before you and you have to walk through these two things, objects, which is darkness and light, which one are you going to choose to walk in? And most people, they will say, if I choose to walk in the light, they will actually say, no, you, you don't have faith because you're scared that God won't protect you in darkness. But mm -hmm. it's a problem. Because God gave you wisdom. You see what I'm saying? If God is given the light, walk in the light. You see what I'm saying? If there's fire, you don't touch the fire. If you know, okay, this is the way to get sickness. This is the way to prevent sickness. 
then do what you're supposed to do. You see what I'm saying? Follow those procedures. But at the same time, it shouldn't be the thing of, uh, now my world has come to an end. You see what I'm saying? So for me, mm. that's, 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 yeah, that's my thought behind it. Yeah. And yourself, John? Yeah, no, um, what you just mentioned now as well in terms of uh, creating fear, the way it messes up people's perspectives. Because like you said, also in the beginning, you have, you have this plan set out for the year in terms of ministry. And then when something like this happens or even any other situation, the way that you saw what it is that you set out to do now changes. Mm. And um, you no longer think of it the same. So your whole reality actually shifts. Mm. And that's literally what fear does. And, um, and, I, and I think it ultimately fear is deception. Um, deception is you believing. If, you, if you've ever studied, I actually used to study in my, my BC days, um, witchcraft and wizardry and magic and the principle the founding principle of magic um, is this it's a lie that you believe if anybody if any witch any wizard can make you believe something that isn't true mm. 80 percent of the job is done yeah 80 percent and yeah. then after they can do whatever else and then yeah do, true demons can can get, get involved and supernatural can get involved because already there you believe something that isn't yeah and uh everything else can just uh can just fall apart from there. yeah so it is it, it, it's fear is that deception so i agree with you 100 percent there and um for me like again with people and i think that south african news is not properly portraying this i just need to mention mm. um even though this is fear and like you said we need to take precautionary actions mm. Uh, people in South Africa should be wearing a mask. Mm. The news doesn't say so, and we should be sanitizing our hands. I, I put on my mask, and yeah. I saw people's reaction in uh, in a place called Rosettenville, which is just east of Johannesburg. Mm. And um, they it, it was as if like they were told not to. And I actually found that on the news that, that was, it's not necessary. Mm. They were saying no, it's not necessary. But it is. You should. Anybody listening to this who lives in South Africa, you should be wearing a mask. It actually de deters 50% of actually getting the virus. And mm. um, and sanitizing your hands obviously is what will, will kill the virus on your hands because you, you touch your face very often. So yeah. Anyway, um, when I was there, it's just a funny thing. Um, where I was walking around and then there was like 10 people that like just avoided me because the idea is that they were thinking that if you wear the mask <laughs> you have then you have it habits, yeah. but it's a preventive measure yeah. as well and um, also if you yourself are young and you're not afraid of getting it then um, then don't be a carrier for all the people who are more susceptible to actually dying from it yeah okay going into today's book we're doing first samuel and it, it details the goes into the story of David and Samuel as well, in the birth of Samuel. So I put, some, I actually got some revelation into um, into Samuel, uh, the, the, the birth of Samuel. And I was actually looking at that, the first um, four chapters, and it was quite significant to me, because mm. it was actually, it was very relevant to what it is that I'm dealing with at the moment as well. And um, so basically, it's just to do an overview. There's a guy named Dalkana. And he is the he is the father of uh, of Samuel, and he's got two wives, right? So he's got Hannah and um, Penina, and Penina is very fruitful. She has sons and daughters, and every year Elkanah goes to the temple to go and do sacrifices, but he gives Hannah a double portion, even though mm. Penina is a um, is very fruitful. 
So he just loves Hannah. He just has this 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 adoration for her. And um, Hannah is just extremely uh, downtrodden on the fact that she can't bring forth, she can't bring both sons for uh, her husband that loves her this much. And so there's one one particular year where they go for um, the sacrifices and um, the the priest the priest Eli at the at the time he was actually watching her and she was she was actually pouring out her heart to God she was speaking mm. so her mouth was moving but no sound was coming out and so he thought that she was drunk Ellie and he asked this woman when are you going to leave the wine and she says no I'm pouring out my heart to God I'm I'm, I'm speaking to him and she she basically said to God um, God if you if you give me a son i will give him to you for the rest of uh, his days yeah he will be given to you so this woman did not have right now mm. if you think about this from a general perspective not just like sons and daughters but anything what can you give god like like if you look at business and trading and things like that you you give and then you re- you give and you receive of equal value right um or of um like an expense that was agreed upon but now when you're when you're coming to god and you're asking him for something but you're thinking that you can give him something in mm. exchange what can you give him us as human beings we've been given everything by god so to me i looked at this woman and i was like this is genius because she's asking god for something that she promises to give back so give me a son and i will give him back to you and so to me i was like i was i was thinking about when you ask for something you always ask in purpose mm. and when you receive something gratitude comes from from that thing that is received mm. using it for its purpose because that i think that's gratitude because otherwise it would be it would be wasted yeah and um so this woman was extremely grateful so when she had when she had samuel um and samuel means god heard which mm. is literally um evidence that like god heard she has a son and um she was supposed to go for the the yearly sacrifices but she said that she'd wean him off first and then um take him through to the temple and he would remain there the rest of his life mm. um well i mean till you till he becomes of age and um that is exactly what happened so she fulfilled her her promise with god and she 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 bore a son and to me that was just um a huge revelation as to um gratitude as well of 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 like for example when whenever people they ask for things like let's say for example like god I want 10 million mm. 10 million rand mm. like what's the purpose for that you know yeah. like if you can justify a purpose for that if you can say god look I'm going to do this in your kingdom with that mm. if you can if you can actually justify if you can't that means there's something missing in your character and you need to grow Yeah. And um there was a there, there was a a big um revelation revelatory moment from there for me. Yeah. Who wrote the book of uh Samuel? I actually don't know. Eh? <laughs> she doesn't I think it's Moses. Ah, ah. No, no, uh, not Moses. It's <laughs> a good question. I didn't I didn't I didn't find that out. Looking at the book of Samuel Um it's it's very interesting as John was saying um based on our research what we learned was that the the book of Samuel was written by uh Gad and Nathan 
And um, the whole book actually starts with the, the presence of God. In fact, Samuel being born and goes on to um, the, 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 the presence of God, being the, which is the ark of God taken away from the, the Israelites. And the whole thing, obviously looking at how, how Samuel was, was born, it, it's like, I don't know, like how to, to put in the right way, there was an, an anointing how he came into an existence because it was not just, you know, a way that anyone can be, can be born. Uh, there was a man, Helkana, who had two wives. And um, so one wife was, was fruitful and Hannah was the wife that was not fruitful. And she decided that, you know, um, obviously, in a way, she, she felt embarrassed, mocked by the other woman. And she couldn't enjoy her life, if I can say it in that way. Yeah. And she went to God and told God that, you know, if you give me a son, I will present my son back to you. He will grow up in your presence. And that's what happened. So Samuel, Samuel is, is, is the one person, you know, that was at that time, that was very obedient to, to God. But it's amazing because Samuel grows under Eli. <laughs> He grows yeah. up under Eli, and Eli is not that much, you know, obedient to God. It's specific with his sons. He's not discipling his sons. And you know, the Bible actually goes on to say his sons, they were actually sleeping with women that were coming into what? Into the, into the, the, the ark of God, into the temple of God. There was no temple, but where people used to fellowship at that time. Yeah. And um, God was not happy with that. And God actually did speak about, you know, we're going to take, I'm going to take away this uh, a priesthood uh, in your family line. And um, so God raises Samuel. And Samuel actually reigns over Israel around 40 years. He did miracles. <laughs> mm. It's amazing. He did miracles. That guy used to intercede for the whole nation. And he was after God's own heart. He was respected. He was honored. That's one of the things I, I, I learned about it. That you know, when you you really allow God to use you, people will fear you. People will, uh, you know, they will honor you. And he was not a man who was living in poverty at the same time. There's a time where he speaks about. Um, I think it was it, it was Saul, where Saul was actually. I don't know how he was looking for the donkeys that were missing. He ended up with, with, with Samuel. They were on the roof of the house of Samuel. But you can actually see that Samuel was not someone that was poor. But why am I saying that? Is because God blessed him. And now comes the story of Saul. And um, Saul is chosen by God. In fact, people, they reject God as their own king. They decide that, you know, we want to be like other nations. And we want our own king. And that had so much. <laughs> that had Samuel so much for yeah. for doing that. And um, obviously, God did tell them, uh, "You you have rejected me as your king." So Saul is chosen. He is anointed, and Saul disobeys. He does his own things. He doesn't listen to God's uh, instructions. So the kingdom that was supposed to be established in his name, in his family name now was taken away from him and God actually promised through the prophet that you know what um, is choosing someone that is a heart someone whose heart is after him 
And so now the whole thing about David, uh, David being anointed and uh, David overcoming Goliath. And um, from there, David is, save, is saving Saul and Saul becomes jealous. He wants to kill David. So the journey of David, you know, running away, hiding in caves uh, starts happening and now started even living among the, the Philistines. That's what happened. And um, time goes on. In fact, there's an important story I love. David became a friend, a very close friend with Jonathan. And Jonathan was the son of King Saul. And um, through that, you know, David was able to escape the traps of, of, of King Saul. Mm. But there's a specific story where, in fact, at that time, the Bible doesn't even include david we don't know anything about david but it just speaks about saul and his son and his son had like you know uh, 1000 men and he had like 2000 men and they were like in in separate places and what happened was that there was a camp of the philistines and you know how the bible described the, uh, those people the enemy as you know they they, they were like seashore you couldn't count them and mm. this guy jonathan had someone it's like his servant that used to carry uh, weapons for him. And he decided that, you know what, me and you, <laughs> he didn't tell his father, he didn't tell the soldiers, me and you, this is what we're going to do. And if God allows us to do this, we'll know that God has started. You know, God is actually telling us to attack. It was him and his, his uh, servant, and they started going to attack. And what happened was there, what happened there, God delivered the whole, just through two men. Mm. All those Philistines, they were panicking. The Bible says when they actually, it's like they destroyed 20 men and then God started just confusing the Philistines and all that. But one of the things that you learn about is that Jonathan himself, he encourages us, you know, it doesn't matter how many people were opposing him, but because he trusted God. And that's what we learn about this book. It's like he had this big Goliath before him. You know, before we even know about David, but he trusted God, so there was a miracle. This guy was a warrior. And Bible goes on to speak about David. So, uh, uh, to be honest, if you if you had to ask me one thing out of this book, I will tell you, it it's it's working in my heart. It's honor. <laughs> mm. I will just tell you, it's 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 honor. Samuel had to honor. Samuel had to honor. Eli, though Eli was doing his own things, but God still expected him, you know, to grow up under the, the leadership of Eli. You see what I'm saying? And um, whenever you didn't honor, you, will, you, you, you ended up, you know, becoming like Saul. Saul was supposed to, you know, honor Samuel, but because he failed, that's why he ended up with a kingdom that became a failure. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And his descendants were supposed to inherit the kingdom, the promise of God, but they couldn't because their father didn't honor the prophet Samuel. And one of the things now interesting, <laughs> David. <laughs> David is good. David has the anointing of God. David is, is different, you know, uh, but still, you know, God places him under soul. Isn't amazing? Mm. And Saul wants to kill him, but God still places David under Saul, which means David still had to honor. So there were many times when, you know, uh, David would be, would be hiding in the mountains in, in, in caves and Saul 
with all the soldiers that he had under him trying to search for David and, and, and kill him. And David had, had now an opportunity. It was, I think, two times where David had, uh, had an opportunity to kill King Saul, but he didn't because he considered him as the anointed one of God. So he actually honored King Saul, even when he had the, the, the chance to do so. But, you know, David didn't even touch King Saul because he understood what honor is. So for me, that, that's actually the biggest thing to say. You know, these people under God, under the leadership of God, they, they used to honor. And obviously, if now you go on, King Saul is in the battle. The way it was said, King Saul dies. But before King, King, King Saul did many evil things, you know. He, he disobeyed God. He, he did his own things out of fear. He killed the prophets of God. Uh, it was 80-something prophet, 85, if I'm not mistaken. He, he ended up, you know, going to witches, to people who had different powers, like that woman that he went to, that was able to raise the dead. Like, that will connect you to speak to someone that was dead. Yeah. He did those things, you know. Now he started operating in the darkness and all that. And, I mean... What happened at the end of the day is that he died. I mean, even his son was affected, uh, Jonathan. And the Bible goes on now to speak about David, Bathsheba, uh, David now seen, stuff like that, all that he did. And there are, there are many things that David did. And it goes on to speak about how now, after David has sinned, now the conflict was in his family. And when there was conflict in his family, one of his sons wanted to take over. So now David had to go back to hiding in the caves. <laughs> and it, 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 was, it was very bad. But one thing that you learn about was that um, David, David's heart was still after God. Yeah. David's heart was still after God. Yeah. And obviously that was like an, 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 an rebellion, uh, rebellion spirit in his son. Yeah. And the, the son at the end of the day didn't, you know, um, succeed in, in whatever he was doing. But it, it's just one thing that, you know, it's kind of sad. Eh? The way David's life starts, to be honest, just to be honest with you guys, uh, the, the way that David's life starts and it ends well, but I just, I just don't like that part where now we had to run. To the caves and running away from being killed by his sons his daughter is raped by uh, 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 his son at the same time so all those things that were happening but it was because of what of the sin that he has done david actually sinned he slept with someone's wife and he killed that person so it was very bad god was very angry but you know it, uh, uh, david never failed to to keep his heart after god yeah. he had no other place to go to and most of the times that one of the things that you learn about is that David remembered where God took him from. Yeah. And because of that, the, the, the kingdom of God actually remained in, in, in David's, you know, descendants and all that. Because though he did wrong and all that, but he repented. He was like, you know, God, I'm sorry. I did this and that and that and that. And God is very, very uh, uh, merciful. And David... In, in his life, in his old age, was still, you know, established back to his uh, throne, being a king and all that. So it was very, very incredible. And um, David had many good warriors. 
his story in a way it reminds me of jesus there's a time where david was running away from king saul and the bible says he went to the caves and what happened was that now the bible says his family joined him there and at the same time the people that were helpless the people that were in debt the people that were oppressed the people that were scoundrels if i'm saying the word right uh these people were rebellion they were not accepted in the society but the bible says they joined they joined david there and david actually he he, he groomed these people he, he you know they they had issues these people had issues yeah, there's a time where they went to attack but other guys were tired so david took these other guys so they 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 won the battle they come back with all the livestock and all the, the guys like you know guys we're not giving you this you know livestock we're not sharing with you because you decided to not fight but david was like you know no you can't do that because god has given us all this so we need to share it with our brothers but i mean looking at that kind of attitude and what do you what 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 do you learn about and in a way it, it, it sort of challenges us because sometimes we we can be so much into our effort to say i've been working hard man day and night you know and you expect me to just give you cash like that help you you see what i'm saying but david considered the 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 victory and whatever he had from god that's why he was able to gen to be generous and david was very generous david yeah. is is one of the person that teaches us to 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 give into the house of god and sometimes you know giving to the house of god is something that challenges but for david it was something that he celebrated because it was a, a biggest opportunity for him so there's so much i can say we learn uh for any area of our lives in david uh, from david he sinned but he repented he still got he still got back to god and we see how god was kind to him and yeah so interesting yeah no um for sure just going back to that that point that you made about he's after god's own heart um the evidence for that um there's actually a scripture after he he covered himself with ashes and sackcloth he was uh, repen mm. repenting for the loss of his son um what was interesting is that he didn't stay there a lot of people they stay in that place after they they they, they suffer from the consequence of this and yeah so they give up and then they crumble yeah so what happened was is that what was interesting is that he went in his state in that state and he sat at the gate yeah of his uh, of his kingdom and the thing is is that it's literally this thing of it did it sucked i i've been there it's uh it, it was a bad situation but i'm here mm. and i'm at the entrance of the gate mm. and also him taking that position is 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 is, is um the same position as a security as a sentry yeah like somebody who's who's on duty yeah which is exactly the opposite of what he was doing when he sent yeah he was relaxing he was chilling he was not on the battlefield and um so literally he i think that that was just signatory of um of him now being like how do i say transformed yeah yeah he was a a good person we we actually learned so much uh out of david it's, it's amazing and also looking at um samuel samuel was a great prophet <laughs> 
Yeah. It was actually good. And looking at his lifestyle and um, what it does for, for Israel, many times where he will gather Israel was in, in a place, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's actually called Mizpah. And he will, one of the times, telling them to, to return back to God, to turn back to God. And what happened was that now the Philistines started, you know, coming against them. But God was praying for them. And the Bible says, you know, God made the rain to, to fall in the storm. So God actually answered his prayer. But because of him being the intercessor, Israel was protected, was at peace. And this guy prayed for a nation. This guy looked after a nation. He was a real shepherd. You mm. see what I'm saying? And to a point that there's a time when, um, you know, it's, it's a funny story where Saul was chasing after David and David actually ran to Samuel. And what happened was that when now Saul sent his soldiers to kill David, when they got there, the Holy Spirit fell on them. They started prophesying to a point now when Saul went <laughs> also there, mm. he, he got caught up by the Holy Spirit that the Bible says he, he started prophesying mm. and then he also became naked. You see what I'm saying? But this guy, Samuel, had this heart of God. It was a home for many himself. Mm. David ran to him. I just love this part because... Sometimes it's easy to, to give up on people. But this is what it says in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. It says, As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you, and I will teach you the way that is good and right. And um, But before this, if you, read at, uh, if you read before, it's speaking about how these people have rejected God. But it's saying, even though you have rejected God, it will still be a sin for me if I stop praying for you, Israel. So I need to teach you the right way. And I'm thinking that, you know, especially when we do so much of discipleship and, you know, either your children, you, I believe when you raise up your children, you're actually discipling them. And I've actually seen many parents because they don't know God, so they give up on their children. We mm. give up on our brothers. We give up when people do drugs and all that. But somebody's like, you know, you have rejected God. You have done this evil thing. He actually tells them you have done such an evil thing that you wanted your own way. But he says, but if I stop praying for you, I'm actually sinning. So I need to, to teach you the right. I'm not going to give up teaching you the right way because you're doing the wrong thing. I'm still going to continue teaching you the right thing. That's the kind of attitude that we need even to have towards ourselves. Because most of the times when we fail, we don't have that thing that, you know, I'm going to teach myself, even in this bad thing that I'm doing wrong, to, to do the right thing, the good thing before the Lord. And so Samuel was very, 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 very important. He had from God, he had visions from God. You know, God actually revealed Samuel. God revealed himself to Samuel. Mm. And um, th there's something that God said. And God said, he will perform. That was like the finish line for me when he spoke about Samuel. He said, he will perform out what is in my heart and in my mind. And he's speaking about Samuel. 
and that's that's actually the thing and uh, my last point is actually the woman hannah um i love it because in the last show we spoke about a woman uh the purpose of of what a woman is and i feel like you know she she fulfilled her purpose to to raise someone that was a shepherd of a nation and it was not easy but because you know she dwelled in the lord she she was patient in the lord she was able you know to fulfill a purpose and she didn't just raise any person you see what i'm saying she didn't just give birth to anyone you see what i'm saying but she gave birth to someone that god wanted her to give birth to mm. so that's the most important thing that you know well times you give birth to many things in life you know but the most important thing is that you got to give birth to the things that god wants you to give birth to you see what i'm saying because the things that god wants to come out of you are the things that god wants to use to rule nations to rule people to be solutions at school at homes at work you see what i'm saying so the most important thing again is god himself that you know we abide in the lord so we actually again say this with confidence and we we mean it to say you know we actually celebrate women you see what i'm saying because great warriors they actually come out of these women and they need to be respected they need to be god he comes to mary and he says you know you are the angel comes to mary and says you are highly highly favored by god and i believe that's the view that god has for any woman out there that any woman to god is highly favored by god and god has big plans for women to do greater things but with that it's just to say you know um i know we're speaking about david we're speaking about saul but to be honest it started where it started with that woman who was able and uh willing to cry before god and say you know god i have a problem but you know i'm gonna give you my everything i'm gonna give you back what you have given me i'm gonna give you my son i know he's my only son this is the only son that i have but you know if you give me the son i will give that son back to you mm. so that's a, it's the thing to say god this is the only thing that you have blessed me with but i will give that back to you and that's what god does then he uses that to change the whole nation to guide the whole nation. Yeah. So, um we learn a lot a lot from Hannah and it teaches us a lot. Yeah. And again, young men, it's very important now to 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 pray for such women in your lives in our in our lives. Mr. John, you you look like a young man. I'm speaking to you like I'm this big. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, when I moved my beard, I'm 40 years old. Yeah, <laughs> I look older. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we 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 are about to close. We're gonna give an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is my show, but not my show. Don't forget to visit our website www.activefm.co.za. Our Facebook page for what is slash at activefm triple seven. Our Instagram page at activefm777 our twitter at activefm this is your home a place to be where you get inspired by the word of god yes this is a good day on our show because we are enjoying ourselves speaking about the word of god we make things happen here you know uh, i believe when you listen to this show 
you know, you will always have a different perspective, you know, of who you are as a man, as a purpose. God wants to use you to change nations. God wants you uh, uh, to impact your family, your brothers, your sisters at work, wherever you are. There is a purpose, you know. God wants to use you as a woman to raise, you know, an army, to raise someone that will change the nation. So the purpose is found in the Lord. So we have come to our conclusion. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I accept you, I accept you as, my Lord and Savior. as my Lord and Savior. I believe with all my heart that you are the son of God you died you died you were raised, you were raised from, the dead, from the dead taken to heaven, taken to heaven. And, right now, and right now you are seated, you are seated at the right hand Right of, the Father, of the Father, interceding for me. Interceding Thank, for me. You Thank you for the forgiveness, for the forgiveness of, my sins of my sins that comes, that comes with, your blood with your blood that you shed, that you shed through, suffering through suffering for me. For me. Baptize me, Baptize fill, me, me fill me with your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. Help, me Help me live in purpose, live in purpose. for the glory the glory of your name, of your, name, of your, existence. Of your existence. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name I, pray. I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah! That was John and Luando again from Johannesburg in South Africa. That's where we are. Very excited. Uh, coronavirus is very a small thing. Uh, we should look at that as a small thing and, and, and not fear. Just to encourage people out there to say, you know... Um, God is good. God is far bigger than this disease. And it's something that will come and go. God remains. Jesus says, you know, my word will last forever. Heavens and the earth will disappear. And the most important thing, Christ again says, you know, if you obey now these words that are everlasting, you will remain. You know, when things, they fall apart and all that, but you will actually remain. So that's, that's the thing. This is how we close it to say you are a conqueror. You are a world changer and God won't allow anything to stop you to being that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just say I heard a trope.